Hey associates, this episode goes over the hiring packet project for TCID 2080. Um, now this project um, only has one actual due date, um, so there's no separate milestones like the other projects, um, but it is uh, has multiple parts to it. So I will be talking about all the action items as well as going over the grading rubric and expectations. But first, here's your scenario. Your new business is expanding quickly. Yay! But you need more team members to keep up with the demand. One of your investors agrees to fund an additional salary if you prepare an inclusive hiring plan. First, you research equitable hiring practices and analyze similar positions to the one you want to hire. Then you create your position description with a clear equity and inclusion statement for your company and hiring practice. The investor also wants to see your plan for evaluating candidates, so you create the resume scorecard and interview protocol. You send all the materials to your investor with a memo explaining your choices to persuade them to approve the funding and the new teammate. So to complete the scenario, we basically have six action items to complete. Uh, so again, I will give you a recommended timeline, but everything is just due on the same day, kind of at the end of the semester. So you need to have all these action items completed by May 7th. So this is the last project um, that we'll kind of focus on in the final month of the semester. So the first task is to basically decide on the position that you want to hire. Now, I really recommend for this project, looking into positions you actually want to hold someday, like a job that you want to have. Um, so that way you just know, right, what types of skills and requirements and job functions and everything um, you would be looking at someday. And it will help you prepare your own resumes. Um, or often in classes and in your own majors. Um, and if you go to like the Career and Innovation Center, right, there's a lot of focus on helping you prepare a resume. Um, but just in terms of, you know, professional business administrative writing, we tend to need to actually evaluate right, resumes and write the hiring materials. So that's what we're focusing on here. Um, but Practicing the business side of hiring will be really helpful um, as you prepare to, you know, apply to jobs as well, because you can kind of hopefully get into that mindset and know maybe what they were looking for. Um, so I recommend that you pick a position that you want to hold someday. Um, and I also recommend that it is not a um, sort of a high turnover entry level position. So do avoid, you know, the types of jobs that you might have as a student. Um, you could do an internship if you would like, um, but at this project will be most successful and will be most helpful for you if you do think more of like career entry level. So jobs that require your bachelor's degree to be complete um, and is a bit above, you know, the sort of administrative kind of assistant front desk student job um, type of type of jobs um, just to help you kind of prepare for your career aspirations someday. Uh, or you could do uh, an internship if you really wanted to as well. 
So anyway, decide on that position. I recommend you get that figured out by April 14th. Uh, and then you're going to start doing your research. Um, and so again, you're going to uh, recommend you create a little research log. You don't have to submit a research log this time, um, but you will need to include some sources and cite them in your memo. Um, and so make sure that you do do some research like we've been practicing. Um, so your first action item uh, is to research equitable hiring practices with at least three sources to cite eventually in your investor memo. Um, so recommend doing that equity research and have that done by April 15th to help you stay on track. Then you need to analyze examples of other positions. So basically you will analyze three position descriptions for their inclusive language, DEI statements, or lack thereof. Um, and so you will fill out uh, the little rubric that I will link for you in Canvas um, to basically just see what other companies are hiring positions like this one that you're interested in, um, what it seems inclusive, what doesn't seem as inclusive, what are some of the jobs and the tasks and the functions, kind of just reflecting and analyzing those things. Um, and so I recommend that you have that part done by April 18th. Then you're going to draft the PDQ. So PDQ is a position description um, and you're gonna actually write it for the job you wanna hire. So I'm looking for a position title with some alternative keywords. So what other names or labels might this title have? Um, because here's the thing, job titles are kind of made up. Um, and so you could basically be doing actually the same job, but yours might be called a coordinator versus a manager versus, um, you know, something like that. And then, uh, so you'll have your position title, alternate keywords, you'll have a job summary paragraph, a salary range for an area, either use Colorado Springs or a city that you want to live in someday. So you have an idea of the salary range for that place that you want to live. Uh, skills and requirements, and then two job functions with three action-focused responsibilities each. So for example, job function one might be in account management, and one of your action-focused responsibilities might be calculate client ROI for digital marketing campaigns each quarter, right? So one job function with three action-focused responsibilities, really pay attention to the verb. Then maybe job function number two is client recruitment. And one of the actions under client recruitment might be post monthly blogs to LinkedIn that convert traffic into leads, right? So you need to come up with at least two functions in the position and then three responsibilities related to that function. And then last, a company culture summary um, with a DEI vision and inclusive hiring statement. So that all goes in your position description. I recommend having that written and completed by April 23rd. Then you will develop your scorecard, which is basically the rubric for assessing resumes. Um, and so with like a scorecard or rubric, it's important because you might be getting a lot of resumes. Um, on hiring committees I've sat on, um, I think the, the smallest amount that we ever got, um, it was an internship that had 10 applicants. The most 
resumes I've had to read through when hiring was 86 or so, like mid 80s. Um, so probably you're going to have a lot of resumes to look at. And so it's really important to come up with a helpful and a clear kind of rubric or scorecard to filter out, you know, resumes and basically be able to consistently and logically rank um, the applicants that you want to then interview. All right, so going from how do we get from 80 resumes to our top eight or five or 10 that we actually want to, you know, uh, interview and talk to. So you'll come up with that scorecard. I recommend getting that done by April 26th. Then you're going to create your interview protocol, which is basically the plan. Um, it's going to include the instructions that you'll send to candidates, basically an email template with, hey, candidate, you know, here is, uh, we're so happy that you applied. We really want to talk to you. Here are the instructions for your interview. We'll go over some templates in class. Um, then you need at least five interview questions with a little reflection on why you're asking that question and what you hope to learn about the candidate in their answer. And then I want you to come up with a skills test. So there's definitely a trend um, and part of like equitable hiring is sometimes just like, let's just actually see if you can do the skill. Um, and so I want you to figure out one skills test that you could put in your hiring practice. So it'll explain what it is, you know, the instructions for it, what you're looking for. So that's your protocol. Um, also in the protocol, you basically explain here's the flow to the interviews. How long are they going to last? You know, who's going to do what? Um, and again, we'll go over some examples. Uh, and then you are going to write a memo. I recommend, you know, by May 6th, having your memo written, um, which basically is going to reflect on your hiring packet decisions and what you're hoping to accomplish with these decisions. And in this memo is where you need to cite at least three sources based on the equitable hiring research. Um, and you can pick whatever citation style you want. Um, we will have practiced APA style in the first research project, and then we will have practiced footnotes um, and hyperlinking in the thought leadership proposal. So you can do either APA footnotes or hyperlinking for your memo. Um, though it is definitely less common, I, def I don't see sort of APA academic uh, reference lists as much in memos. It's less common, but if that is the citation style you want to practice, then you should practice that. Um, all right, so those are kind of the key things. So again, quick rundown, recommend you decide on your position by April 14th, that you get your research, your kind of equity research in by about the 15th, that you analyze other examples of this position by about the 18th, that you draft up and have your PDQ in a really good place by the 23rd, that you develop your scorecard around April 26th, you finish your interview plan by around April 30th, that you write your memo reflecting on all this stuff by May 6th, and then you will submit your packet on May 7th. Um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of our plan. Again, we will be working on parts of this in class and workshops. Make sure you attend, reach out with questions, um, and use the resources. Um, and as far as grading goes, um, so the rubric is in Canvas. This is 
25 points. Um, so it is a big, you know, kind of portion. Um, that's about 25% of your final grade. Um, but it's mainly because there's just so many little aspects that you are doing with this project um, is the main reason why it's worth so many points. There's just like a lot of different skills and um, considerations and just moving parts that you're dealing with. And so first the investor memo is going to be worth three up to three points. Um, and it I'm looking for a really, you know, professionally formatted memo that really reflects clearly and explains why you made the decisions that you did. And of course, you've got to have a good purpose statement. Then I'll be looking for your sources as hyperlinks or footnotes, explaining the equitable hiring practices in your memo. That's worth one point, three points for the sample positions. And so you will analyze the qualities of these positions and include them. So I want to see, you know, the positions and kind of your commentary on the positions. And that's one point per position. So three points. Um, your position description, basic information. So three points, looking for a good title with keywords, a good summary paragraph, and a clear and kind of realistic salary range based on a geographic area. Um, three points for position description task elements. So basically, do you have the relevant skills and requirements listed, things like education, any technical knowledge that they need, and then two job functions with three responsibilities each for a max of three points there. Um, so basically one point for skills requirements and then one point for each of the job functions um, with the responsibilities. Then uh, the position description, inclusive hiring statement, one point um, for, for providing a, a clear, crisp, detailed, effective um, DEI vision and inclusive hiring statement. We'll look at a lot of um, examples and kind of templates and boilerplates for that. Uh, your scorecard is worth up to three points. Really, I'm looking to see, is it logical? on what you can see for a resume. So the biggest thing is this is helping you filter resumes to figure out who your top candidates are to interview. So the things in your rubric should be stuff attached to a resume and they should clearly make sense for the job you're hiring for. Um, and so I definitely wanna see things that are attached to like the skills, the requirements of your job position um, and how it would be helpful. I, I also want you know a description and the rating system. So does the scorecard seem like it will actually help you filter resumes to get to your top five? Um, the interview protocol, which um, includes the email to candidates were two points. So basically write an email template that will be sent to candidates with instructions for the interview process with a purpose statement. And then two points for your interview protocol questions. So at least five interview questions with notes on why you are asking, what you hope to learn about the candidates. Um, again, I'll be just grading for are these logical, reasonable questions to ask somebody and that you are explaining why that would be a reasonable kind of good question. Um, again, with some evidence that you've thought about the equitable hiring practice suggestions. Uh, and then your skills test is worth two points. So do you outline a good skills test related to the position task and notes on why you chose that test? And then that leaves one point for clarity and polish, 
clean writing. It's easy to read. I don't see lots of grammar and typos and just mistakes. I'm not having to reread things. Like it, it's easy for me to read at the end of the day. Uh, professional writers, technical writers, business writers, we want to make it as easy for the audience as possible. So you get up to one point, depending on how just kind of clear, clean, and easy your document is for me to read. And then another point for quality, which is just kind of that little extra, it's not a bonus, it is built in, but it's kind of that extra oomph, that professional quality, that demonstration of effort um, that just kind of gets you over the kind of above and beyond, if you will. So that's how the 25 points are going to break down in the rubric and what I am looking for. Um, and ultimately this project is gonna help kind of adopt a professional mindset to communication. It requires understanding, applying and analyzing different, you know, writing elements in a business situation. Um, and if you're asked about your experiences with uh, like even office management, um, you could use this as an example of time where, you know, I actually had to think through and create a mock hiring packet um, and that you really saw how important it is to, you know, find the best candidates by fostering kind of an equitable space and how, you know, sometimes it's not just the school that somebody went to or, you know, the number of clubs that they were in or whatever, or their GPA or their grades, but there are other things that make somebody maybe a better candidate um, and that you have spent some time thinking about what those sort of extra intersecting things could be. So I'm really excited. Last semester, um, people really liked this project a lot and thought it was um, fun and kind of interesting. You could uh, use it if you hope to like have your own actual startup someday or use it to help you prepare for jobs that you want to hold someday. Um, either way, it's always a really good time to kind of think and be in the shoes of somebody who is hiring instead of always being in the shoes of somebody getting interviewed. All right, associates, um, of course, come to class to get help on this project. Slide into my team's DMs if you have other questions, and I look forward to seeing how you're going to hire. Thanks, associates.